How's everybody doing today? Yeah. Christmas in July. Anybody else like that besides me? Come on. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, so good to be with you this morning. Um, uh, it's been a, uh, I don't know. It's been a... Uh, Three weeks ago. Fill in we, the blank. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, but it's good to uh, be back. Um, did you see the sign on the building? Ron actually had it on the, so that's awesome. We had a great team here yesterday getting that up. It's going to get wired this week, so we'll get electric to it, and it'll light up at night. And uh, the other, the banner that was on that is on the uh, other side, State Street side now, so you can see that there. But uh, the great news is, we don't owe anything for that sign. We paid cash for it, and uh, we're thankful um, for all God is doing and your generosity, so that's awesome. We are looking forward to uh, making some more renovations. A big plan that we have is to redo the front entryway and make that incredible, and we're going to get some pictures of the vision of that for you guys so that you can see that, and then... uh, uh, just continue on, and eventually on the other side, we're we're going to be making upgrading all of that. We have to get permits and get the plans and all that stuff submitted at the right time to get all that done uh, for our student ministry, our 180 ministry, and uh, the kids' town. So that's really good. The the students at 180, they're in the next I don't know, uh, maybe month or less. We'll just say probably at least in that time frame. A little maybe before, a little maybe after. I'm not sure of the exact date. But they're already working on a dance drama, and you're not going to want to miss that. And uh, so with all the things going on in the world today, isn't it been crazy? Uh, If you have an opinion and you voice it, you will be subject to somebody else's opinion that doesn't agree with yours, probably. Uh, But so today's message is basically um, just called Backbone. Um, because, you know, we can wish a lot of things, but wishing isn't going to get it done. We need to have a backbone. We need to know that we are at war. And uh, it's a spiritual battle. There's a lot of things going on in the spirit. And I'm, I say we're winning because I've read the rest of the book, and it says we win. So I'm just going to speak that. You know, sometimes it seems like we're just a bunch of noise when we say anything or we can't say anything or... Uh, all of the things that are flying around. So, but this is really important for us. I mean, this isn't uh, a real, I mean, this is a deep message today, but it's very simple. My, my heart, is, as long as I can be your pastor, as long as uh, you'll give me the grace to do that, is to bring things to you that you can, you can get them. I want to put the cookies on a shelf where you can grab them and you can go, you know what, I can do that. I can understand that. Uh, so, This has got a lot behind it, but I'm going to make it as simple as I can, not because you are simple, because I need to make it simple for me. Does that make sense? I need to know how to do it for myself. I've I've heard a lot of talk uh, ever since I've been a believer, how we should live, supposed to live, how we're supposed to do this, but nobody tells me how. They just tell me we should do it, or you shouldn't do this. But I don't, you know, and so I saw a lot of just rules, but I didn't understand why. Does that make any sense? I want to give you some why with why you're doing what you do because there are results from it. 
So um, we're going to look at that. You know, in the United States, we have rights as citizens. There's, there's things that, that happen in the United States that will protect your rights, um, unless we're silly and defund them or something. Oh, did I say that? Sorry. Not really. Um, but I do believe we have legal rights as citizens of the kingdom of God, and those are the choices that we make spiritually, but we make them physically. In other words, we have to put action with those choices. So faith works. It's going to work on either side, what you believe or what you don't believe. You can put things into force by doing that. So, but Jesus bought and paid for the rights that you have in the kingdom. And so if I can show you just some of those rights, sometimes we don't even know what we have a right to or for or what we're believing for or against, so we don't know where to stand. So if I can show you some things that will give you some legal rights that you'll know, like, wait, you'll know if the enemy is on property illegally. You know, um, I, saw, I love my brother-in-law. I, I saw him. Where is he? he? Jeff, he's here somewhere. But he, he, he's working. But he, he is a, he's a big man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's like, he's not the guy that you want to go, hey, let's, you want to, let's, let's fight. No, I don't, I don't want to fight with Godzilla. I mean, he's big. He's a big, tall guy. You know, and you would never, you bust in on his property at night. He's not going to come out with a Pop-Tart and a smile going, hey, did you get your breakfast? Oh, no. You're going to have to convince him that you're, there's a reason you're there that is a good reason, because if not, not going to be a good ending, because you are trespassing, come on, on his domain, his legal right and authority. If we understand what we have legally, then we can understand how to fight. The Bible says that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father until his enemies are made his footstool. Hebrews 10, 12, and 13, this is how it reads. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor, God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. So if you know what that means, it means Jesus is waiting on us because he gave us authority. Now remember, think about how this whole transition started. Adam had the authority. The enemy got it from Adam in the garden. Jesus came, took it back from the enemy, and gave it to us. So now he went back to be with the Father and gives us the authority to put the enemy to flight and to do the things that God has called you to do so that the enemy is your footstool. That's a good thing. <clears throat> so what Jesus won on the cross, he's waiting for you and I to carry that victory through. That's why he said, it is finished. So how do we do it? I'm going to give you four ways today for you to think about. Just some things that you can you know, put, and PK's going to jump in here anytime she wants to, that we can put some fruit with our faith, and so that we can see some results. You know, that's what people are looking for. People want results. We're, we're you know, if you're in the mood to say, you know, if you're in a position where I want to lose weight, and you see somebody that's lost a lot of weight, you want to know how they did it. Because you, want, you see fruit from their effort. So you want to be successful. You want that success. There's nothing wrong with wanting that. You need to understand, God put stuff in you to want to succeed. 
You are a winner by nature. That is in your DNA. So to succeed is part of like, okay, so you're just trying to find out how to apply some truths. But, you know, not everything that everybody does will work for you. You, you find that out. Maybe they're, they're night owls and you're a morning person or this or that or, the, you know, they have these other issues that they can't eat that way. They must eat this. You know, I get all that. So you have to ask God, what is it for me? What is the fruit that I need? So here's our first thought for this morning, because we need to stand for what we believe in and what we believe for, and we need to know what those are. So our first thought is, know your rights. If you don't know your rights, you don't know what you're standing for. You don't know if somebody comes up and says, do you believe that? I mean, how many times does the enemy says, you know, things to you, do, do you believe that? Or did God really say, isn't that how he started this whole thing? He goes and says, did, did God really say that? Or here's a twist. So you got to know your rights. If you're going to fight for covenant rights, what you believe as well as, as what you're believing for. So how do you find them? You find all your rights in the book. That's where they are. And I'm going to show you some things today, and PK is going to help me. I'm going to show you some things that will help you literally get fruit from your faith. This week, fruit from your faith. Isn't that great? Nobody wants to go on a diet, get on the scale, and the scale says one at a time, please. I mean, you want to go on the scale if you want on a diet and see the thing go down. At least, you know, give me a day or two, but I need to see some droppage. If I don't see any droppage, I'm going to go, no, I don't like this diet. It doesn't work. You know, you want to find some results. So we find them in the Word. So the, the Bible is literally our bill of righteousness. It, it, it's, it's what we follow. And righteousness is simply this. This is a simple, righteousness is just God's right way of living, doing things God's way, righteousness. And sometimes we're like, oh, we can't do that. You can. God made you able to do that because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. In other words, God's spirit in you is going to enable you. Are you going to be perfect? No. But you can live a life that's on purpose and full of, of good stuff. So not meaning stuff as material things. I mean, those are great. I'm just talking about peace and happiness and, and you know, that, isn't that a lot? Man, that's just awesome. So, so we find them in the Word of God. The Bible is our spiritual map. So now whether we exercise that or not, that's up to us. You know, it can be that there are people out there that go, I don't want to know. Don't tell me because if you tell me, then I'm accountable for it. Then I got to do something. Don't tell me anything. Then I don't know nothing. I know you're Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. You know, you don't want to know Some anything. Some of them don't know who that is because they're too young. Okay. Well, when That's I grew- okay. We'll tell you later. It's okay. <laughs> Hogan's heroes. Yes. But uh, anyway, uh, so, but you have to exercise it. James 2.20 says, how foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? In other words, this is where we get faith without works is dead. There are people that don't, they, they don't see God the way you see God. We're expecting people that don't know God like you know God. Maybe you're sitting here and you've been walking with God for a while. People that don't walk with God, they don't see him that way. They, they go by results. You understand that Hebrew says faith and patience bring the promise. Sometimes you feel like that promise has been a long time coming. Now, I, to my right and to your left is my wonderful niece, Amy. Wave at me, Amy. Uh, love, Amy. 
Amy and her wonderful husband, Jay, um, believed God for a baby. And the Lord told me in a service, you're going to have a baby. Not you. Well, not me. Oh, yeah. just, <laughs> just clarifying. Yes. <laughs> Before and after, right here is me. Sorry. <laughs> um, you're not helping there. I, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, anyway, but let me just say, it was like we were just standing on that. And standing on that, and I've prayed for, I, matter of fact, Amy and Jay at that time were the only couple that I had prayed for that, like, in a very quick time, didn't get pregnant. We had people that come and couldn't get pregnant, and they're like, PB, will you pray? And it's not like I have some pregnancy gift, I don't. Uh, <laughs> hi to the online crowd, good to see you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in today on, well, no. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> No, I don't, um, but, you know, I was, I literally, and the enemy fought me over that, you know, because I love Amy. I have, she's been, you know, my niece, I, 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 when she was born, and I, you know, went over to my sisters all the time, played with her and Katie, and I just, just loved them, and I wanted her to have everything, and I'm like, Lord, you told me to tell her to get the nursery ready. You told me that. And, and I would just stand on that and stand on that and stand on that. And I refused to accept the lie. Now, listen, it wasn't really my, I'm just saying my battle. I have no, you know, I'm sure her battle was even far, far greater because obviously she's going to carry the child. Ten years later, it comes to fruition. They got a beautiful boy. His name is Sonny and just amazing kid, gift from God. But, you know, what, I, what I'm trying to tell you is she had to, she's the living proof of what I'm about to share with you. You know, she had to stand on what she believed to be what God had spoke to her and spoke to not just her uncle, but to her, uh, her pastor as well. So we had to know the rights and then live the life out. We had to start living on what God said on the inside. Come on. He's saying something on the inside. You got to live it out on the outside and make that stuff happen. So it's not past, don't just tell me. No, God, I want you to tell me whatever you need to tell me. So let me just give you an example. It's a quick story. Uh, There's a guy that he wanted to come to America, so he saved his money to come. He got on the ship, paid for his ticket, <laughs> and then breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They'd say, okay, everybody come in for, for meals. He would go back to his room, and he would have in his pack cheese and crackers. And he would eat those every meal. And at the end of the, the ship uh, docked it in the United States, the, the steward came up and said, have we offended you somehow? I mean, is there something we've done wrong? He said, you know, you never ate one meal with any of the people on the ship. He said, I, you know, uh, what, what's wrong? And the guy said, I didn't have any money. I saved enough just to get on the ship. I didn't have any money for the meals. And the steward said, sir, the meals were included in your, your ticket. And what happened, the point of the story is, he could have been eating all along all the food that was there, but because he didn't know, he couldn't enjoy. So many times, that's like us. There's so much that we don't know that God says, I, it, it gives him pleasure to bless you. And when we talk about blessing, people automatically think he's talking about money. He's talking about, I'm not talking, I'm talking about just living a life of fulfillment and purpose. That's what I'm talking about. Just being happy. You know, some people don't have a lot of things and they're completely happy. And some people have a lot of things are completely miserable. 
This isn't about, this is about managing the stuff. God's going to give you what you can manage, what you can handle. I get it. But we need to be happy with where the Lord is. How do we have fruit from that? So all of what we need is provided through the cross through Jesus when he died for us so that we could live free. So I want to give you, this isn't an exhaustive list, but it's a short list of your rights, okay, as according to the Bible. Again, not exhaustive. We could come up with more. And this is not dragnet. You have the right to remain silent. Okay, no, you have the right to approach the throne of God. You have the right to pray. You have the right to a healthy body and mind. You have the right to prosper on earth in all things. You have the right to be debt-free. You have the right to have a home. You have the right to have a car or two cars or three or whatever. And you can put other things in there if that's what you want. You have the right to have more than enough to prosper and share with the poor and promote the gospel or the kingdom. You have the right to bear children. You have the right to a healthy and positive relationship. You have the right to be free of all fear and have total peace. You have that right. You have the right to use the name of Jesus. Ooh. You have the right to bind. You have the right to loose. You have the right to expect good things in this life. You have the right to live long on the earth. So it brings us to our second thought. We not have to just know our rights, but we need to put our foot down when we find out what our rights are. We need to stake our claim. For real. You know, keep what's yours. Matthew 6, says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he'll give you everything you need. That's pretty incredible. He'll give me everything I need. I just keep God number one. Once I know my rights, then I can stake my claim. I can tell if somebody's trespassing. Did I give them the right? You know, when we had land a couple houses ago, um, there was land, and you couldn't hunt on that land unless I gave you permission. If you were on that land hunting without my permission, you were illegally on that land. Does that make sense? So I have the right to kick you off. Or to enforce, you need my permission to be here. So here's, I'm going to show, I'm going to share this with you. And, and if you listen to what I'm saying, it could change your life. I shared something a few weeks ago before this whole attack from the enemy happened. And I said, you know, you are, and I've had to walk out what, I'm, what I speak. So I have to practice what I preach. <laughs> and I will say, it's gave me a whole nother level of compassion. Because when you're walking through some crap, it's easy to be on the outside going, come on, snap to it, Scooty. You know, get, let's get with the program here. What's the problem? You do this, this, and this, and you get this. But when you're in the middle of the storm, think about the disciples on the boat. Jesus is there, and they're still freaking. We're going to drown. You're going to, you know, and he's right there. I had to think of that when I'm, you know, when I was in the ICU union. I was just like, wow. Man, God, what, am I, what did I miss? Or what, you know, so he kind of helps me with that. But here, I had said, you are not a sick person getting well. You are a healthy person fighting off sickness. Now, you need to, you need to see how that, because it's a whole different mindset. Instead of, I am, uh, we're not speaking, I am sick. And I need to get well. Well, we know, according to the word, we have a right to a healthy body. So I'm not going to speak life to sickness. I'm going to say, I am, I'm healthy. I'm going to fight off sickness. And I'm going to speak the other thing. 
here's the thing I want. You're not demanding your rights from God. Now, listen to what I'm saying. This was huge. I underlined it. Now, if you can see my, I've, I've underlined it and made it bold. And if I had cartoon figures, I'd put them there, but I don't. Okay. Uh, you're not demanding your rights from God because he's already provided them for you. You're not demanding your rights from God. He's already provided them for you. You are demanding that the devil release them into your hands because the devil is the one that is stopping things from getting where it needs to be. Whether that is in vision, scales from your eyes, or maybe in your words you're saying, or maybe it's just stuff that he has held and you need to bind and loose, you release that and you bring it right now, you let that go in Jesus' name. We just did it before I got up here. You're demanding that the enemy release that stuff. How do you do that? You go to the word. The enemy can't, now if the enemy's going to come and mess with Jesus, he's going to mess with you. He's going to. So Jesus always went to the word. Find the scriptures that outline your right. Where, where's the, what's happening? What's the giant standing in front of you? What is the trespasser? What is the infringement on your right? If you know what your right is, then if that's been violated, then you're going to find some word in the book in the area that you're believing for. Revelation 12, 11 says they overcame him. Listen to this. By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Come on, somebody. You get a word from God, and that's all you need. You can shut the front door. You don't have to let the... You know what I'm saying? You can just go, nope, it is written. I'm telling you, this is how you win. You get a word from God. You take a stand. You put your foot down. You find scriptures that outline that. And then this is a say covenant. And people say, well, God knows my heart, Brother Brett. Yeah, he knows your heart. Sure. But the devil, he, he doesn't respond by thoughts. He responds by putting a demand on what he knows he's trespassing by your right, your authority. That's what moves. You know, faith moves the hand of God and your faith in God will move the devil out of the hand. You know what I'm saying? He's going to move him to where you're get out. Get, you will not. You get your hands off this in Jesus' name. You, I mean, we have done it in all kinds of things where we have not even realizing given the enemy access. And then the Lord reveals that, and you're like, phew, and you, you get him out. And then God comes in, and, and again, righteousness is restored. So, you know, let me give you an example. So I put this example in here. So if you're believing to be debt-free, okay, so I just put this in here. This is just an example. <coughs> you don't have to do this verbatim, and I, I need to let you speak here. But uh, this is what, Father, in the name of Jesus, now listen to this. Your word says that I am the head and not the tail, and above and not beneath. That's Deuteronomy 28, 13. And that I am to owe no man anything but to love him, Romans 13, 8. You said... You give your children good and perfect gifts from above, James 1, 17. And you take pleasure in the prosperity of your servants, Psalm 35, 27. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare that I am debt-free. I speak to the mountain of debt and I command it to be moved in Jesus' name. 
Now, listen to this person or this example, and this is what Kim and I have done. We're not speaking to God about the mountain. We are speaking to the mountain about God. Did you catch that? So we're telling the mountain, this is what God says, and this is why I'm saying it, and this is why I'm believing it, and this is why I'm under that authority, and it is given to me, and this is why, oh, you will listen. Have you ever had a battle with your kids where they were just, yeah, the people and the parents are like, what? Of course. I mean, we've had battles with our kids where it's like, we will win. We, well, we will win. You know, one of our children just kept taking their shoes off. Just, we're on our way somewhere. She just kept taking her shoes off. And we said, Keep, put those shoes back on. Do not take those off. She took them off six times in a 30-minute drive did my wife get up from the seat that's why vans were made for mothers because you can get back and get to your children while it's moving <laughs> you know but she was just i remember her saying oh we will win you will not i will win on this and and we won that battle took six times but you know we did win the battle so sometimes you know but you have to speak to what you're facing because what you're facing needs to know who you're in authority under. God already knows. You, you can tell whoever, but you got to tell them what God said. So then, so anyway, speaks to the mountain. You speak in Jesus' name. Devil, you release what is rightfully mine right now in the name of Jesus. You will not steal from me. You have no authority in my life. Now go. Then your faith, you have to do things that will help you. So, you know, don't go out and charge your credit card clear up again. Come on. You got to start believing God for other ways. And you got to start exercising those. And, and so if you do that, you'll see great strides. Things will start happening. There's times, there's times that we have had to, I've put things on hold. Could I go out and, and get a loan and buy some stuff? Oh, man. I've got a dream car that I want, and I want, you know, this and all that, and I, you know, but I, I'm like, I'm not going in debt for it. I will not. So faith and patience bring the promise. So there'll be a time whenever I'll get whatever that is, and, you know, I'm okay with that because I'm trusting in something bigger than my wants. You ever have to put your wants and be like, mm -mm. okay, you want to say anything before we go to three? Sure. <laughs> sure <laughs> I just always <coughs> want to hear the Lord and, and say what he's telling me to say and not get all um, well I kind of want to address you know the times obviously that we're living you know I don't want you to come in here and we don't ever address everything that's going on outside in the world um, I just I want to encourage you I've been encouraging our leaders and I'm going to share some things that the Lord has been telling me um, we've got to listen to the Lord. We've got to more than ever before. We should have already been doing this, but we've got to know what the Word says. And whatever the Word says, now I'm not forcing it on you. Um, we had a situation or situations before. If people ask our opinion or our advice on something, because um, I don't try to force it. You know, I just try to listen to the Lord. But if they ask me, I always say, not in a proud way, what we try to do, and we're definitely not perfect, is try to find our answers from the Word. What does the Word say? 
we wanted to lead our house and still want to lead our house with what does the Bible say? What did Jesus say about that? Um, and I just two-ish, three-ish weeks ago, I was listening to Pastor Gary and Drenda. They give a faith update every, well, five days a week just to come on at and noon. encourage at noon. So if you're interested in that, because we're to encourage each other, especially in the times that we're living in. But she, she said this scripture, and I, I talked to her about a week ago and shared with her what happened to me. But she said this scripture, she said, don't look to the right or to the left. And I think I've already shared this, but I feel to share it again. Don't look to the right or to the left. And when she said that, I had to pause what I was, I had to pause them, set it down, because it went off in me like never before, like a bomb almost. That's the best I can explain it, that, oh my gosh, I'm not to listen to the right, you know, the Republicans or the left, the Democrats. Now, don't get me wrong. We need to vote. You need to get out there and vote. But right now, with everything swirling and whirling, there's just so much, so many words, so many voices that personally God was telling me, you need to listen to what I have to say about this. And I shared that with her. <clears throat> and she said, Kim, you know what? When I said that, the same thing went off in me. You know, because I... And we're not to bury our head in the sand. We need to know what's going on. But I was giving more attention to, you know, do you ever, you just kind of get all wrought up. Are you all getting all wrought up? I mean, you know, if you're not, fine. Good for you. Then I'm just being real honest with you. Looking, it's very easy to go with a click of my thumb, boop, I'm going to be on Facebook. And I can scroll and I can see arguments and what everybody's saying and all of this and, and get all entangled in all of the, you know, the emotions of that. But, but in this instance, right now, God told me, get my eyes off of all of that and get my eyes on him because I need to hear what he's saying. Because the Bible says that in the last days, if it, if it could be possible, even the very elect could be deceived. So I need to hear what he's saying in this time to me right now and obey and seek his face. So that's, I, I wanna encourage you all. You need, you need the Lord you need him. This is, it is a matter of life and death. And for those of you leading your families, whether you, you, know, you are a father in the household or, you, or you're a mom leading your household, if you're leading that household, you lead them. You, you need the Lord. You need to hear what he's saying. You need to get into his presence every day. And I said this, and, and I love y'all. You know, I love y'all. I love you all. <laughs> but I need to say what God would want me to say. We all have time in our day for whatever we want to make time for. So if you say, I just don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to listen to what, I don't have time to pray. I, that's not the truth. That is not the truth. You have 24 hours in a day and you're gonna make time. And again, I love you and I'm not trying to make this sound harsh, but you need to hear this. You need to spend time with the Lord. That is your very life and your very breath right now in the times that we're living in. So I just want to encourage you, you have time for whatever you make time for, and you need this. You need Jesus. You need to hear him, you know, because he is coming back very soon. And, and I know even when Jesus walked the earth, he told the disciples, you know, that he was going to come back very soon, but when it does happen, we're going to look back and, on, and, and go, wow, life was just a vapor. Like the word says, it was just a breath. So again, I'm, I'm trying to encourage you. 
You need Jesus. We need the Lord more than ever before. And we need to know what his word says. And we need to know what Jesus died on the cross to give us. And I shared this in the first service. And I want to share it in this too. When you think about this, did Jesus die? And, and listen, if I name a certain something, it's not because I'm picking on anybody. I'm, I'm trying to listen to the Lord so if I say something that maybe you're going through, it's not because, oh, I know so-and-so has this, so I just want to, mm. you know, I don't want to ever do that. But Jesus did not die to give you diabetes, did he? Did he? Did Jesus die to give you arthritis? Jesus died to give me arthritis. Did he die to give you arthritis? Did he die to give you barrenness? Did he die to give you sickness? He did not, but the enemy has twisted it, and somehow in the church, whew, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to open up cans of worms. You're probably like, whoa, I'm so sorry she has a mic in her hand right now. But I just- We're going to a commercial break right now. I, <laughs> no, we're not. Cut that woman off. No, I want to bind the lie that the enemy has sold us, because I grew up like that too, guys. Like, if sickness comes upon you, it's to teach you a lesson. Oh, isn't that so great? You know, and if you're going through something, I'm not making light of that. But you tell me where Jesus came and came and put sickness on somebody. I'm sorry I get riled up. I'm not mad at y'all. I'm mad at the devil. Just know that. Okay, so if I get a little, it's at the devil. It's not at you. I love you. You're my friends. Um, Quit explaining. Okay, I won't explain anymore. I just love you all. But I'm saying never once we need to get into the Bible and we need to know that Jesus did not walk this earth and he did not go, you know what, you little girl over there, I'm going to put arthritis on you because you just need to learn a few things. No, every time Jesus came, he healed every time. So I want you to know healing is the children's bread. That's what the Bible says. Healing is your portion. Now, sometimes it may take longer than others, we're walking through this right now. Just before the service, we had to bind in some more symptoms. Okay, but you know what? Jesus isn't going, you know, I'm just trying to teach that old Brett. He's kind of an ornery guy, and I just need him to settle down. No. <laughs> I'm saying we keep binding because the Bible says if you resist the enemy, he will flee. That is your word and your promise. So we need to quit doing and thinking of all these maybe little traditions of men that have skewed our thinking that we even learned being brought up in the church. But it's time for us to bind the lie and to know what Jesus gave us. So I want to encourage you. What does the word say to do? If the word says I'm healed, I am healed. With Jesus stripes, I am healed. And guess what? The word does say that. It's not sometimes or, you know, 90% of the time, every time. So if that sickness is still there, you know what? He's still, you know, it keeps trying to come back, like symptoms or things. And we're like, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm not sorry. So there's a, it's a, <laughs> you, you have to make decisions. You got, I mean, you know, nobody's going to make those for you. She's not, I mean, she's going to stand in agreement with me. But when it comes down to it's, what am I, what's God telling me? Right. Come on. But what, when, what are you going to stand on? When so. thoughts come to your mind, like the other day, thoughts were coming to your mind, being bombarded. And we had to weigh that, weigh it against the word. What thoughts are coming to your mind? Are you hearing you're going to die? Is Jesus going to stand there and whisper that to you? Are you hearing your kids are all going to go to hell and they're going to 
Would Jesus whisper that to you? That's what I'm saying. The enemy is so subtle, and, and we need to bind the lie and take all those thoughts captive. You can't even give it an inch. You cannot. And I know somewhere in here you have the scripture that says, in all things give thanks. Okay, let's not get that twisted. Don't, you don't have to, if, oh, I just broke my leg. Thank you, Jesus, I broke my leg. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, in it, in all things, give thanks. You're not he, thanking him for the broken no, leg. No, but you give him glory. And, when, and I think I shared this. When, when this all happened and I had to wait out in the parking lot while, you know, while they're, he's having a heart attack. But I had to wait in the parking lot till they called me back. And fear tried to come upon me. And I'm not saying, oh, look at me. I'm so great. I'm not. But I know my God. And in the face of a bully or the enemy, I hate bullies. Um, I don't like natural bullies I'll pray from. I don't hate their souls. Okay. I hate the enemy. I hate that bully. Okay. <laughs> Let me make it clear. <laughs> You're not going to get any hate mail. I think we understand. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is I felt fear try to come in the car and, you know, tears. And it's not bad to cry. That's not a shame to cry. But I just said, no, I will not fear. I bind fear. And I just started speaking and declaring what I wanted. You know, the Bible says you can declare a thing and it'll be done. I'm not saying get all goofy, but if it says in the word, then I'm declaring it and I'm receiving it as my promise. So I declared that in all of this, God is going to get the glory. God is going to be glorified and I praise his name. And that's what I'm saying. When you're in a battle at the very start, at the gate, stop it at the gate. But if you're like, I'm already in the middle of it, you can still stop it. But what do you do if you just keep seeing the signs and it keeps happening? You stand, you keep saying the word. And I, we told our son this when he was little and he had croup all the time. And it started coming on him because we knew the symptoms. And I said, Zach, and it's not that I wouldn't treat him. So I don't want you to think, well, she would just let her son suffer. No. But at the onset of it, I mean, we did the treatment and everything that we needed to do. But I said, Zach, let's attack this. Um, this is all I want you to say. I want you to say this scripture. With Jesus' stripes, I am healed. With Jesus' stripes, I am healed. And you just keep saying that. And he said, is that all I need to say, Mommy? And I said, that's all you need to say. You don't even have to yell it. You can just say it under your breath, and I'll say it with you. And you know, like, within five to ten minutes, the symptoms of croup went away. And he never had another symptom of croup, never had an attack again that I can ever remember. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that same thing, like you'll never, you're always going to have an enemy as, as long as you walk on the earth. But what I'm saying is God's word is true and you don't know how close you are. You could be this close. Don't give up. You just keep doing it. Sometimes we're the closest when the battle's the hardest. Right. And, and something's just about, you know, I, I, I do believe that God has great things in store for TLC. And obviously, you and know, for all of you. Yes. And he, he wants this voice to stop, not meaning my voice. Yeah, I'm the shepherd, but under shepherd of Jesus. But he's talking about the voice of the believers, just the, the voice of what would happen if God, what would happen? Would that be awesome? Did revival break out in this place and this be people coming from all over the world? You know, I mean, it's amazing what God could do. So we need to know our rights. We need to then put our foot down. Here's our third thought. We have to know that it will happen. And PK was just saying, we, gotta, we have to expect to receive it. So you have to pray the end result. Don't pray, you know, pray, Father, thank you. What, what, what are the symptoms? So, you know, we were praying before I came out here. She's like, do you want me to go out and preach and you stay back here? And I'm like, I'm not giving the enemy a foothold. 
you know, da-da-da-da-da. So, I mean, there is a decision time that you have to, you know. Galatians 6, 9 says, let's not get tired of doing what is good in just the right time. We'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. 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 Okay? Amy still believed for her baby. She didn't give up. Ten years in the making and the waiting if we don't give up. She has the fruit of her faith because she didn't give up. The tough part is this. When you need to stand, not just for a minute or a month or a day or a week or six months or a year, you stand as long as it takes. Until it happens. As long as it takes. That's what you stand for. And now the stronger your faith gets, I really believe it speeds that time up. Uh, and, and, you know, in some of the time that we've had, had I, listen, had I known my rights in some of the things, I could have exercised them sooner and got greater results because I could have made the enemy release. Come on. But if I'm not putting pressure on that for him to do that, he's not going to do it. Because he's not made to. He doesn't just roll over and go, go ahead, take, uh, you know, let God have everything. No, he, he will not let go unless made to let go. You're going to have to peel his fingers off. That's what's going to happen. I mean, I've told you all these stories. People call me, will you come over? There's weird things happening in this house. Will you come over and you pray? If you pray, will they go? Absolutely, they will go. Why? Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in me. Because I have put my foot down. I know my rights. And I know it will happen. But I also know I'm not living there. So I'm going to leave. And when I leave, what are you going to do when I'm gone? Know your rights. Know they will happen. Don't, don't play fair with the enemy. He's not going to play fair with you. Do you understand that? Don't give him any inch. He will take a mile. Don't play fair with the enemy. This isn't about being fair. You just tell him it's your bat, your ball. My father's the judge. It's my game. It's not nine innings. It's until I win, and I do win. Shut up. Make the enemy your pinata. Hey, you get to beat the enemy with a bat. Look at all the candy that comes out. I don't know why. Here's our last thought. Then you need to be thankful. So as you enjoy the fruits of your faith, you need to be thankful. First Thessalonians 5.18, we have this in a couple places in our house. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So I thank God before it manifests. Remember Mark 11, um, you know, 21, 22, 23, 24, in that, in that range, it, we, we believe we receive when we pray, not when it shows up. So we thank God before, because we are declaring, as PK said, we are declaring the end result. I'm declaring health to my body. I speak to my body. You will function properly. You know, when I get a diagnosis or whatever, then I know how to pray. I can speak life. God, what do you say? I say that's healed in Jesus' name. I say that well, I'm going to say what God says. Jesus said what you hear me say, the Father said. That's what I say. It is written. So I'm going to make those petitions because this is a say covenant. You can't think the devil away. You can't think the devil away. You can't think the devil away. You must say 
what God is telling you, fight, it is written. Here is what this says. Here is the line. You will not cross it. You're not coming in my house. You can't have my children. You can't do this to my body. I command and I have the authority given to me by Jesus Christ. I exercise that now. There is a new sheriff in town and I'm about to take this place over. And that's what you begin to declare. And you start thanking God before, thanking God when, and thanking God after. You've thanked him the whole time. It's like eating one of my sister's meals. You're thanking God before you get it because it smells so good. When you're eating it, you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And when you're done, you're like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but the, the faith in thanksgiving seals your rights in place because the enemy it it already seals it you are already declaring if you declare a thing the bible says as she said you can have it any two agreeing touching any one thing it shall be done i believe i receive i shall have it. god says for me to do the i've had people get so stinking mad at me why do you believe it well because it says it well why else i don't need another reason because it says it that's it so if your faith must be in the word not even in the action people get some of this well it says they call for the elders of the church to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover and they get their faith wrapped up in the believing of laying hands on the sick is that a biblical principle it is a biblical principle but the faith should not be in the laying on of the hands the faith should be the word says to lay on the hands that's why it works it's not in the action it is based you got to peel this thing back to go, it is written. And so that's how the kingdom is formed. You begin to decree, you begin to declare, you begin to sow, you will reap as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. I, it, sowing is reaping, I, you know. And so God, what do you want me to do? I mean, she just told me the other day, she goes, can we sow into this ministry again? And I said, yes, because we both, we've seen fruit from that because the Bible, listen, to, check this out. The Bible says, the Bible says, when you give to the poor, God repays you. And so my action, the fruit of my action is my faith is not just, yes, the action of doing, but I'm doing because the Bible said, give to the poor. Because the Bible said that, then I know God will repay me. Now, my motive isn't just I'm giving to get because then I've got a kind of a warped mindset. I'm giving because God says give to the poor. Take care of the widows. Do the, I just want to do what he says. And in the process of following God's righteousness, God's right way of doing things, he blesses me. It's, 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 it's almost mind-boggling. It's so amazing to follow God. So when you get your answer, you give him the glory. You thank him. You praise him some more. Because you knew it was already going to come. So here's the thing. When we ask for people, oh, would you pray for so-and-so to get saved? <laughs> and what happens is when they get saved, we shout and do the dance and woohoo, they got saved. Well, shouldn't we do that when we pray? I mean, it kind of puts another, but why? Because we believe they're going to have an encounter with God. Let's believe it now. Thank you, God, that so-and-so is going to get saved. Thank you, God. They're going to be in the kingdom of God. But, Brett, they're not saved yet. Well, you can say whatever you want, but I believe it's happened. I believe it's happened. It hasn't manifested yet, but it will. 
So I'm going to rejoice now. And then when it happens, I'm going to say, yes. And then afterwards, I'm going to still say, yes. When you do the righteousness, when you say, you know, I'm going to put these four things into place, I'm going to have a backbone. And there's a lot of stuff going on out there. I mean, it's almost there. Somebody said, You're, everybody, we're almost afraid to say anything. I'm not so much. But I could get my, I mean, but, but again, I don't want to get my emotions involved in a lot of stuff that's needless. Because there will be people that will just fight just to take your energy. You can lose the battle and win the war and be wore out by the time the whole thing's over. Don't do that. Just ask God, what weapons do you want me to take? Do you realize if God gives you a command, you can, you can beat hell with a squirt gun? If he said to. But there's no sense taking a knife to a gunfight if he says just... Get your focus on me. I'll take care of that. Come on, somebody. Jehoshaphat, you send the praisers first. What do you mean the praisers first? They don't even carry, they don't have any weapons. They got musical instruments. Listen to what I'm saying. You send the praisers first. But God, now I want you to think about this and then we're done. What are they going to sing? What would they sing? If I'm going to send praisers, you know, you'd like to be thinking, can you guys play Eye of the Tiger? Could you play the Rocky theme? I mean, could you do something? You know, you're, what are you going to... But you know what they do? They start singing about the Lord. They start singing about how great is their God. And the Bible says that the enemy got all turned around. And they started killing each other. Till it was done. How could that happen? Oh, somebody had backbone. Somebody said, if you say so, I'll throw the net on that side of the boat. I'll send the people. If you say so, I'll do it. My challenge to you is this. As simple as this seems, it's sometimes not so easy to walk through. But if you can do it, and you can, you really can. Even if you falter along the way, thank God his mercies are new every morning. Thank God his grace is there. Because I can't say I did all this perfect. I, I really, I mean, I, I had moments in there. You know, I'm laying on that stretcher, man. I'm hearing that. You got the defibrillator thing. I mean, you know, I'm hearing all kinds of things. And I'm thinking, I get to see Jesus today if that's what I, this might happen. I got four kids. I got grandkids. I got a sister that I love dearly and nieces and nephews. And the enemy just, the Bible says that he comes in and it's, it's almost just like a flood. But I remember not being afraid. You know what the standard the Lord will raise up against him? You know your rights. What do you believe? What do you stand on? When you start standing, even in small things, and, and ask God, just show me. And he'll show you. You know your rights. You put your foot down. Expect it to happen and then be thankful. They seem very simple. 
and they, they are, but sometimes walking them out, depending on what you're walking through, you know, what somebody's, could be easy for somebody else, is harder for somebody else, you know, I don't know, but as your faith gets developed, you will see fruit from that, and not only you, but those that are watching you. If people come and say, how did that happen? Oh, but God. Oh, but God. In every case of anything great that's happened to me. I mean, I just sit by this woman and people are like, how'd you get her? Oh, but God. I got four wonderful, beautiful kids, great grandkids. And you know something that's, and then I'm, I, I am actually done unless PK has anything else. Laying in ICU, it kind of puts a new spin. I'm like, I'm used to being on the other side of the bed, you know, for real, praying for people in ICU and all that. And then all this COVID stuff hits, and you, even as a pastor, they won't let you in anywhere. You know, it's nuts. But laying in there, I had to ask myself what I was believing, and I had to go back to what the Lord told me. I had to go grab what God said, and I remember when he told me to start this church. And I remember when he gave me John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life, thus the name, True Life Church. I thought of stuff, I remember sitting in front of the Assemblies of God board, and they asked me, what are you going to do? And uh, I said, I'm gonna, we're going to start a church. And they said, well, you're full-time, you're going to have to go, and you're going to have to work and do something else because you just can't just go and start a church from scratch and, and be full-time immediately. And I said, we're going to do it. They said, it can't be done. I'm here to tell you it can be done because that's what we did. I don't know how we did it, actually. Yeah, but God. I mean, I've always done stuff on the side, you know, to help people or, or whatever, but I mean, I, I really didn't have, I didn't have any other job. It was God. So I went back, and, I, and then I had to believe how we got this building and how that wonderful sign is out there, and we don't owe a thing for it. Matter of fact, everything that you see in this room, everything, paid for. We don't owe anything on it. All the carpet, all the stuff, all the instruments, everything paid for. Now, we still owe on the building, but one day we won't. Faith and patience bring the promise. When we have an expansion... We're going to do everything we can. It's, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that you can't have a debt. I'm just saying you need to be wise and ask God what to do. Does that make sense? But in one of the things that I thought of and what I, he showed me was he told Abraham to go outside and look up at the stars, and he gave him a picture. He said, look at the sand. He gave him a picture. And that's in the ICU room. I could see myself on this platform again preaching. And I could see every chair filled. And we were doing more than two services. Now, the reason you're not seeing all these chairs filled now is because we're, we're walking just like everybody else through COVID. But God is faithful. But God. But there will be a time when every chair in here will be filled. And there'll be people waiting to get in for another service. Not because me and PK are here, but because God is here. And there, there's answers here. That there's fruit here. And not because of just us, but because of you. Because there's answers in you. There's fruit in you. Wherever you live, 
you are like the lightning bug in the dark place that goes, and people that don't know the light still see the light, and they want to know, how did that happen? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Do you have anything, baby, before I shut? No, um, could, could you all stand, and we'll pray.